You found it. It's Japan Web Podcast coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo, the armpit of Asia, Shinjuku Kabukicho. It's the Japan Web Podcast with your host, Matt Bigelow, MatthewPMBigelow.com. That's where you can find all your Japan Web needs, streaming worldwide with value for value added systems where you can find them. Streaming sats? Maybe we are. I'm not sure. Has it been figured out yet? Maybe it has. It's a one-man crew. Matthew, pmbigelow.com, where all your needs for the Japan Web Podcast are, as well as a hefty amount of independent music. Joining us today is Adam Yang, a Canadian, Portuguese, Chinese, from what I can remember, uh, no, he's saying no, rock and roller, uh from vancouver we've been podcasting for a few years now he has uh been building up a, a southeast asian presence you know, specifically in thailand vietnam and japan uh, he toured japan a few times i backed him up on drums for one of those tours we had a great time everything was going fantastically well new business models were popping up great content was being made and then covid hit to talk about his journey in Southeast Asia, making it out alive somehow, nearly on the other end, is what we've been hearing for the past two years, is Adam Yang of Yeti. Adam, thank you very much for joining the program. Thank you for having me on this program, bro. It is an honor and a pleasure to always fucking work with you in some capacity. How you doing, bro? Yeah, doing all right, doing all right. Um, walking the tightrope is how I've been viewing the past couple of years, to be honest. That's Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of thing. I understand that. Congratulations on your new child. That oh, yes. is fantastic. Yes. And, and your new, new awesome job working with the media. That's fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's no way. Like, I, I honestly look up to that because I don't understand how someone could actually wake up at the same time every day in the morning to go and do shit. That's, that's impressive stuff, bro. Fucking kudos. Yeah. You get it used has to been it. a rough two years. It yeah. has been weird. So it's been fucking really weird. Like, was my, was what my introduction like, before we get it, was my introduction mainly right? What, are you Portuguese, Chinese, ethnically speaking? I'm like Portuguese, Chinese, but I'm positive at some point down the line. And before that happened, right. Some other things were in there and, and there's probably, I'm, I'm essentially like, like uh, the the fucking multi pack of candy to to, uh, to human evolution, in that I, I'm a bit of a mutt. I'm pretty sure. Like you're, I don't want to go you're at the soda soda fountains. You're the you're, you're the mixture of all the different pops. Yes, I am the I'm the swamp water. I believe that's what we called right. it back yes. home. Swamp water. Yeah, yes. of of those things. I, I'm afraid of going to ancestry.com and just checking it out and being you know just having my mind completely fucked. An investment firm just bought all of that data, by the way. Um, someone's bought all my shit. I don't know, own anything. I, my, by tomorrow, I'm going to have to change my name to Steve Smith or something like that. I'm afraid so, I, you know, I would go to Ancestry.com and I would come back 2% black and start being like, yo, my brothers. Yeah, I'm going to start wearing like the Kwanzaa thing. Yeah. Right? And it's just, you know, just be a real douche about it. I'm 0.5% Jewish. Where's my Chaim's? Uh, yeah. Yeah, just Start, like, demanding reparations yeah. and stuff, right? You know, <laughs> hold up the paper everywhere you go. Yeah, it's like that's how it goes. So, like, you know, it's been weird. 
I saw you guys um, the la- on the like the last the most the most recent Japan tour, and I wanted to keep on going. And like the tour circuit was like start in Vietnam, go to Thailand, then go to Japan, and and the economies kind of go up in in that same order as well. Vietnam's really poor, then Thailand's kind of in the middle, then Japan, like you're rocking first world awesome country, right? And so like the tours the tour reflected that and we played to a bunch of poor people in Vietnam and it was good and good numbers and went to Thailand and, and right, enjoyed that kind of thing, stepped it up to Japan. We're gonna end it right there. But then I'm like, I want more, I want to go around again. So I like rebooked it, called the same venues in all the other places and there I was like, Can we come back next month? Can we come back in two months? Can we come back in three months? They all said yes. I went back to Thailand to start it over again. And within the first couple of days of landing, my family, my friends, and my girlfriend were all like, dude, you, you got to come home. I'm like, Back to why? Canada, back to Canada, right? Back to Canada or back to Vietnam with, with, uh, with the girlfriend. Right? Okay. They're like, you yeah. got to come home. There's like this. I was like, why? And they're, they're like, there's this fucking pandemic. I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? Right. It's like, Oh, it's like, everyone's getting really sick and they're shutting everything down. I'm like, fuck you. They're not going to shut everything down for a cold. No. Like, what's it, what's it doing? Is it like zombie apocalypse shit or like people coming to life and killing each other? No, they're just getting sick. Like SARS. It's like SARS. Like, yeah. Fuck off. It's going to be fine. So like I go there and then two weeks later they close the borders. And then so it was, you're it was trapped in cost- Thailand. Yeah. So it was going to cost me, I think it was like $5,000 to get a work visa to be allowed into Vietnam. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to pay you that to go and hang out in Vietnam. Who would, I could like, I could literally buy a family and a house to raise them on in Vietnam for $5,000. That That's absolutely ridiculous. So I was like, no, I don't want, and I would just keep on pushing it month to month. And I was emailing the, the fucking border all the time and being like, Hey, are you going to open soon? They're like, we might open next month. We might open next month. Heard that for two fucking years in can And like the other option was go to Canada. But within those two weeks that I was there in Thailand, I adopted a little cat and I became good friends with this little cat. And I found out I can't take that cat on the airline. And I can't send the cat to Vietnam. I can't send animals on on any airline. So the cat is stuck in Thailand. My only options were go home, abandon the cat, home being Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or eat the cat, right? You know, do that. That's, that's, you know, it's not a frowned upon thing over in that side of the world. Um, And I could, or, or do nothing. Those are my only options. So I hung out in Bangkok for almost two years, like Bangkok and Pattaya. And thankfully, being in Bangkok, it was one of the only places in the world where live music and bars were still open. But I had to play cover songs. And we, we both know from previous experiences that I'm not very good at playing cover songs and stuff, right? Like, I'm not, it's no, I'm not either. I'm really not interested in it. To me, it's it's it's... It's like professional hobbyists that that just want yeah. people to dance on a Friday night, but they don't care one ounce about individual expression. Yeah, like remember when when you were like fucking nineteen 
and you could get into bars in Canada. It was like this, this exciting thing. Yeah. Every time you saw a cover band, it was like your dad's friends were like playing there. And yeah, and, or, or it would be what you just heard on the radio going to the actual bar. Yeah, and then it's like, and it was wasn't. Yeah, like no one, no one wants to watch their dad sing "It's My Life" by Bon Jovi, right? Like that's just blackbird flies. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, remember that guy. Blackbird <laughs> flies. Yeah. yeah, I remember we saw some guy who was doing it with the, with the thick Japanese accent. They're doing it, a blackbird fries. fries. That's yeah. it. That was it. <laughs> so, so like that—that that was the thing. So, I when I grabbed, uh, I grabbed a, a drummer and a bass player because on. everyone if, else if, had gone if, if that same guy, Japanese guy, was singing a different song in English with his own lyrics, I'd be like, I'd yeah. be into it. I wouldn't care about his accent. I wouldn't care about. No, yeah. I'd buy a CD. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. where are I? I like, share, and subscribe this motherfucker right now. Right, exactly. this guy's the man. Yeah, but he was singing Blackbird, and it's just, it's just too easy to make fun of and not enjoy. So I grabbed a bass player and a drummer as quickly as I could. I took a cover band bass player because in Thailand, the the whole thing, what they do is like they play covers and that's how they make their money. Right. I, I, I was there in out. Thailand and Koh Samui and I was enjoying this full moon dinner on the beach. Well, not a party Beautiful. scene, but just like a hotel. They brought out a cover band. And I was like, no, yeah. come on. No, I mean, but- and then it's like, you know, broken English cover band singing top 40 girl songs, and right? some like, guy on a piano who's trying to sound better than he is to make people feel yeah. like they're in a sophisticated environment. But you're like, dude, it's full moon on Koh Samui. I think we're okay <laughs> yeah. without your shitty yeah. version of, of the Eagles, dude. Yeah, right? Hotel California. Yeah. Like that, that kind of yeah. So I, So I grabbed these two dudes. And the drummer was actually really, really, really good, but he wasn't a cover band guy. He was he was a metal drummer pretending to be a cover band guy so that he could get some gigs. So, you know, like divine intervention. I meet this dude and we start working together on on real songs on the side. And in the meantime, I'm having to play these these cover songs right in uh, in these little bars. But, but you're it was getting enough. by, right? It's paying you money, right? Yeah, it, it paid my rent and paid their rent for about about a year and a bit, a year and a half. Because I want to come back to this. Finally... This is a big point, by the way. This is a big point. This is a big point. But yeah, go on. so you're making music with these guys. Yeah. For about a year and a half, and it was okay. And we would do small tours, you know, just like driving out on weekends to go into a couple of farm towns far, like a couple hours away and shit and drive back on the same night. Um, and then that part, that part of it was fine. And then they shut down again, but like for real this time. So they, they closed all the bars and shit. So that last part, when did they close that, down? Uh, when, when was the full close down? What, what is that like? 20? I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you the actual month, but I'd say between, between one year and 18 months. Okay. So between a year, a year and a year and a half, right around that time. But for the first year we were okay. And, you know, bars would drop. I would go and, like, you know, play this one bar one week, and then the next week we'd be out of business, have to find another bar. And we were playing two to three nights a week, and it was okay. It was enough to live. I could, I could feed my cat. I could pay my rent. I could eat food. So, like, it was enough. 
then after they shut down again, it was like, okay, now we're just, now we're just fucked. Right. And in that time I created, I made a record. Um, I made some, I learned to make some music videos. I, I learned to do some other shit. Cause that's all, all we could do. Um, then after it shut down and moved to Pattaya, which is a, uh, a hooker town about three hours from Bangkok. It's like, it's like a beach town. Was and it still a hooker the, town at that time? After the lockdowns? A, a desolate hooker town. So, like, there were a few hookers. They were not the choice ones that would usually be popular in investments in that area of town. Um, there was more like the uh, the cleaning lady who no longer had a job who wanted to prostitute herself for, for some money, which was, you know, it's sad in and of itself. Um, and people do what they need to do over there. A different type uh, of cleaning was, lady. Different type of cleaning lady, for sure. Some some of them were missing missing front teeth, um, but they were they were indeed still prostitutes. Those are called jizz holes. Jizz holes, right there. It's like it's like speed holes in a car. That's right. right. It makes it makes get, it go faster. Gotta give me some speed holes. <laughs> oh yeah, like she's got some real good speed holes. I'll pay yes. extra for that. Yes. <laughs> so I ended up there. And I did nothing. And I was basically just coasting off of what I'd made. And I was just losing more and more money and being more and more worried. So could, you, this, could you go and eat and, and everything else was fine? Or it's just no. Well, it's like food is like a dollar a day. And I had saved up enough from doing what I was doing to be able to eat a dollar a day. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, so not sure. a lot, not a lot, but it was like, imagine eating a Snickers a day. Right. But in like, in like unrefrigerated ground meat form on the side of the road. And that's what I would eat. Um, then I keep on getting these emails for like a year from this guy. And I'm like, okay, there's some weird guy who wants me to do his, his podcast or he says radio show, right? Or like his, his radio show. And I'm like, oh, it okay, wasn't me. Right? okay, good. And I, I kept on blowing him off. Right. You, I would never blow up. But right him, I was just like, yeah, he was just fucking bothering me. Everybody. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to. Do it. And finally he gets a hold of me and he's like, and I've got, I literally got nothing going on. Right. I got no gigs. I'm sitting in like this one, one studio, like bedroom apartment, bullshit things, the size of a closet with my cat. I stole a big refrigerator that I found on the street. So I'm living in this tiny little closet with a refrigerator <laughs> and a cat, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, what, what the fuck am I going to do with this, right? So he says, like, okay, hey, I'll pay for your hotel. I'll pay for your uh, your travel, and I'll give you some money for food to come do my my show. And I'm like, all right, sure. But you got to get me a cat-friendly hotel, right? <laughs> so, thinking that he's going to fucking go away. He says, he says okay. So he agrees to it. And I'm like, okay, this guy, like whatever the fucking this guy is, he's like at the bottom of the barrel trying to scrape, looking for somebody to come onto his show. Right. So like, I'm Noah. So what the fuck is he, is he doing right now? Right. So I'm like, okay, so go all the way to Bangkok with the cat. I get hooked up into the W hotel, which is like the fanciest of hotels. It's like a five-star hotel or whatever the, the rating is for the thing. And I'm like, there's no way that he, that he's doing this. I'm getting, I'm getting fucked somehow here. Right. I'm, he's going to be like, I have to pay the bill or something. So I'm like, I'm denying room service. I'm denying anyone coming into the room at all. Right. I'm not ordering shit. I'm not touching the waters. I'm like, you know, 
they, this guy is going to screw me, right? Is what I'm thinking. I go there. I do his show. He's a very nice guy. He's a rock guy named Roman Anton, and we become friends. I go back to Pattaya. I didn't get screwed in the hotel. He invites me to come back to Bangkok and work in Bangkok, even though nothing's going on right now. And so I'm this like, guy must have like a budget or something. Like he's he's working like in a professional radio studio, and he's got some money to spend. Like it's all his. It's Is all it? his thing. It's all independent. All his shit. So oh. he he offers to pay for my rent. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So right this like, guy's awesome. So I'm like, that, that's a sponsorship. So I ask him, like, it's uh, can we call that a sponsorship, right? And he said, yeah, it's a sponsorship. So I'm like, okay. So I get sponsored by this guy. He owns this this company called Kingpin, which is like, I don't have it here right now, but it's like, uh, it looks like a lute. It's like a Thai instrument thing. It sounds sounds like a, it's a three stringed guitar, basically. It sounds really cool. There's um, it's uh, all handmade and all that shit. So we. So we do the endorsement and sponsorship through through that company of his. And and he's a musician as well. So I go and I see his band, I jam with his band a little bit, right? And we and we do some things together. And he helps me out. And that's how I made it through the last quarter of that uh that experience. There's no way in fuck I would have made it past that point. I would have had to throw in the towel, eat the cat, and go to Canada. <laughs> because yeah, there is no other way. It was looking really, really bad, and I could, if I, if I wasn't such an egotistical piece of shit, I could have probably facilitated that sponsorship six months before that happened, and never had to have gone to Pattaya. So you should always respond to your other people's emails and not look down on anything. If you see the word podcast, your balls should not cringe, and you should go. And fucking do the guy's show. That's bizarre. Yeah, obviously, like, um, all, all, like the past couple of years have probably made you paranoid as well, right? Like, you, there's there's no reason to trust anyone or anything anymore, right? Why would you trust someone or something at this point in time? I, I grew up in a in a Chinese family house raised by my grandma. Who who is straight up super Chinese and super paranoid about absolutely everything. So I'm already like that. And then I sold drugs for a long time, right? So I'm already <laughs> I'm already freaked out about about everything, right? I got everything bad working against me here. So so when I see an email and and someone offers me something free, I'm like, this guy is trying to fuck me. I have right. this. I have a very different background, but I agree with you. I don't like people asking yeah. me for free stuff or giving me free stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's weird, like, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't give you free stuff. Why are you giving me free stuff? What's this about? That's kind of my. Attitude. Even when you go to Costco and they're giving you free samples, I'm like, oh, this is rotten. This is this is like the old shit that you're just throwing out away right now or something. You're gonna you're gonna give me food yeah. poisoning. I'm like, this you're is fine, but it's not AIDS. getting my carb count where I need it. Yeah, yeah, that's what fucked up stuff, right? You can't trust no one. But in this one example, which is it's the only time that it's ever worked out where someone has given something without expecting anything in return, and that that was uh, a very refreshing possible restoration of my faith in some humanity. And you didn't have to go back to Canada, which which is good. 
which is the greatest possible thing. I, I got to go back to renew my license pretty soon. What, your like, driver's before license? I go to America. Yeah, it's expired. Oh, okay. No, this is what, okay. A couple of things. A mysticist yeah. who believes in the spirit world would say to you that mm-hmm. your cat came into your life mm-hmm. to prevent you from going back to Canada. Okay. I'll I'll agree with that. So you are the mysticist in the I'm gonna, can we use the word wizard? Is that, is that sure? Cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. wizards don't Matt usually care wizard, this everybody. much about cats. It's more of a chick okay. thing. Um, but that's that's what mm-hmm. struck me is depending how you view the world, like you know, like somebody yeah. who really believes in Jesus all the time is like, oh, Jesus made yeah. the light green for me. But like an empiricist yeah. would be like, I was driving at 50 kilometers an hour in a 50 kilometers an hour zone, and that's why the light is green, because the civic engineers designed it as so. So depending on you know, the way you view the world, the, the, the external world, you, you interpret it very differently. But perhaps the wizard mysticists would say to you, the cat came to your life for that reason. That's one. Yes. Number two. We're talking a lot about bars and how those systems got you through a lot before you were um, sponsored by the nice gentleman in Bangkok. Now, what I've noticed recently is that with everything becoming so technological, everything technological doesn't really pay you anything compared to the existing legacy systems. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can spend three hours a day boosting up your numbers on Instagram, which is what you do and which is what you got to do. But you can also just door knock on a few doors uh, during the pandemic even. And they were like, okay, come on in. We'll get you some money. You can't do that to Instagram. You can't do that to Facebook. So this whole idea of this technological society, I see every time this new layer gets introduced, it just takes more money out from the local producers. Thoughts about that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. Very, very much so. Every time, like, so let's look at the most recent one or, uh, or most recent trending one, okay, TikTok. So that, or, or, or Twitter with the, with the Musk buy and everything like that, right? That's, that's fucking popular again right now for whatever fucking reason, right? Um, I, I personally think that, yeah, social media is, is a necessity. It's a very nice tool to have. It, it, it works for spreading your shit around. But, but in terms of actually, like, turning over cash from it, personally, I've seen other people do it. I'm sure it does happen. I'm sure many people make a shitload of money off of the if fucking you have tits. Yeah. If you got, yeah, tits work. Tits or are a good you, thing to have. If you're like a man shop. Like, we're, we're going to have yeah, a conference for men. It's about men. We're going to talk about business and talk about shaving. Ah, and then a, a thousand yeah, people absolutely. will line or, up. Or you're making a, a company based off of other people's insecurities. So, for example, you could be paying for likes, auto likes, views, and all that other kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. makes people feel popular and all that kind of crap. Um, so Apparently, fake Joe Biden's people- has about a 50% real follow rate on Twitter. I would I would bet. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's... Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, pseudo celebrities, pseudo nano celebrities on, on Instagram, right? That are doing the same kind of thing. Where you get like you know ten comments on a post, but like twenty thousand views or whatever the fuck 
on their thing. It's clearly bought, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you can't, it just doesn't work, uh, match out, right? Um, but, but for me personally, I have not seen a lot of money turnover, right? Like, you know, like you, you could argue that the attendance at some shows like weekend shows goes up, um, when I do a social media campaign, but in the same way, if you were to go and pay money to be, to put something in like a magazine ad that, that someone actually reads right like if you're in an area of the world where people do still read magazines tokyo for example right um or you do some advertising like that then then yeah i think that would be more effective than social media i think you'd make more money off of that i think the read the roi would be a little bit different um but like as as something to to just make straight money from as you said like to do door knocks and stuff the the layer the level of bullshit awareness is so much higher on Instagram and shit, right? So it's like you wanted to hey hey Mac, can I have five bucks? And you just sent me like a DM, like a, a message through through Instagram asking me for five bucks. I'm gonna tell you go fuck yourself. But if you come to my door, just like you said, and I said Adam, I just, I need five bucks to catch the bus and come back. I like you know I'll give you five bucks on like when I get paid. I'll be like oh okay. Yeah. He's right here. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. tell him to fuck off. He's right here. <laughs> He's he and yeah. there's a human. So even with these old shitty little bars with shitty little sound systems and rickety chairs and and maybe not the best yeah. beers, that is a way better place to go and make some money as a musician than anything that these um, technological platforms could ever really like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. About- yeah, you're talking about tangible versus digital. Yeah. Right? Like, but you're we're increasingly about, told like, that digital is it. tangible. We're supposed to exist in these digital worlds, but whenever we do, the money goes away. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a fucker to, uh, to offer me a gig and pay me in crypto. I'm waiting for it. Be like, oh, here, here it comes, right? Only take oh. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the only real uh, digital currency. Everything else is a hack. I'm not taking shit. I want fucking paper money. <laughs> That's the other I thing. I, I don't want anything. I don't want a direct transfer or anything like that that you could fuck with. I just want, I want paper money and like just stack man. Don't even need to put it in an envelope. You can spit on it and hand it to me. I'm fine. Whatever. At least it's fucking real. So you were making music in this pandemic, and did you record this album um, when you, through the the gentleman with with the Bangkok media no, empire? I, no, I, I recorded it. Uh, I recorded it before I met him. So when we were still playing in the bars and we were still making some money, I was taking a lot of that money that we were making and reinvesting it into the album for drum sessions, like drum recording sessions sure. and stuff at a at a nice studio. That was getting um, my question. So in Tokyo. I can throw a rock and hit a million studios with a million nice nice microphones inside. I'm building up my own personal music studio at the moment. I just bought a nice Killer. Apollo interface last night because it was going up in Sick. price by $400. So I just went, okay, I'll buy it. Um, That's some jing. Yeah. So what what was the um, recording? Exp- did you record in Thailand and Vietnam and I recorded it all in Thailand, in, in Bangkok. And what was the okay, studio so, experience like, and did they have good gear and stuff? For Okay, so, like, for Thailand, it was great. For Thailand, right? 
for in in terms of like measuring that with like greenhouse studios back in Vancouver and shit, nothing. It was uh, it's a small drum room. They had good mics. They had they had a good kit. Um, for someone like me who does not have a shitload of money, is not on a major record label or anything like that, it was it was nice. But um, if you're going to like compare it to like the studio Lenny Kravitz records in or whatever, right? It's, it's fucking you know. It's granola mix. So, like, the, the sound engineer was very nice. He knew what he was doing. Got a uh, place called Dynamic Studios in, in Bangkok. Khan something. Um, r- runs the fucking place. And for, in comparison to the other studios that I saw there, it was a lot better. But I only recorded, because of modern, modern recording techniques, you don't need to record everything in the studio now. I just wanted the drums there because i wanted live real drums i didn't want like the e-kit right e-kits suck they sound really good but they don't sound like they're played by a real person so even though they even though it sounds real it doesn't sound like a real person and after if you listen to it twice uh, unless it looks unless it really sounds like a drum machine like a hip-hop beat or something like that where you know that's what it is but this whole like we're gonna make it sound real but it's not gonna be real so that we can trick you so you don't i'm not really into that you know i don't i don't really like that right i think it takes some of the magic away yeah. Um, like, and I like the idea of it, of like, we take the sound source from the source. So it, it's like as, as unfucked as possible. Right. And doesn't have any bleed from any of the other symbols or mics and shit. I, I think that's cool. The idea of it, but in practice, I don't really like it. I like the big, ugly drum things. I like the bleed. I like, like all these things yeah. going on. Because drums are an acoustic instrument. That's the weird thing about them. Yeah, it is. It's a very loud acoustic instrument. (laughs) But it's, they're good, right? And like for for what I wanted to, I wanted that double kick thing, right? They're going for for the whole thing. So like, I think when I've heard fake double kicks in the past with like samples, like keyboard players on there, it, again, it sounds, it sounds full, but something's missing. There's like this, the crack of like the little pads hitting the, the skin, right? Like that you can't, I'm sure you could get that from a Roland or you could get it from sampling, but when you have it as a raw audio file and you hear it, just it just feels good. It feel it's, um, the feel is better for sure. And then, um, I just got those, I got the stems. I would do three or four songs at a time. And then I would take a month just slowly working on them at home. I would go and just track all the guitars myself and the bass. Did you and the record vocals. through a guitar or through amp sims in the in the computer? Okay, so what I did is I plugged directly into my uh, my interface. I guess got a little focus right, the little red focus right, the scarlet. Um, this is two channel fucking little simple thing. My backup is I a would... focus right two i two. Yeah, I yeah, record the podcast awesome. on a Personas sixty uh, eight C. It's bitching. So what I would do is I'd, I'd plug those in and record the, the stems, and then I would send them to my friend to reamp them through a, through a Marshall Plexi. Oh, interesting. Because like, yeah, and then um, then there was no no fuckery, and then I would EQ it and shit and send it to the producing house and all this stuff. Um, so that's that's how we did that, and then I had it mixed by Top Artist Promotion in Spain. 
um, and they sent it back to me. And then with that, I used that package. I had to rebrand my band name to Yeti Valhalla because typing in just Yeti into YouTube and Facebook and all that shit, a billion other fucking things came up that weren't even bands um, that didn't exist fucking six years ago when, when I made this thing or nine years ago when I made this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know anything about copyright. I didn't know anything about branding at the time, right? Because like, that's how I was a big weed selling guy. That was my thing. I didn't know fuck all about fucking business. So real business. But uh, I took all that stuff, made the rebrand, took the album, got all that fucking stuff there, started sending it out to people in America. And I got a hold of this dude who is a really good bass player and played with like the guys from Night Ranger and all these other like bigger, bigger 80s bands. Right. And he he with through him, he set he set up a, a band, basically. He got the he's got the keyboard player who's first call at Frontiers Records. Or so like the dudes played with, like Paul Stanley and Alice Cooper and shit like like high, higher up guy right um, drummer dude just standard awesome drummer guy who's played a lot of played a lot of shows around L A and I'm going to be playing with them they want to re-record like that album basically minus a couple of tracks that are mo- moderately offensive <laughs> so yeah you can't be offensive so, in L A anymore for some reason. Anywhere in America or Canada, you can't really say a lot of stuff. I got this one song called... I left um, Canada in 2006, and I'm still in that mentality. And when I listen to Canadians speak in 2022, I'm like, we're different people now. That's fine, but my God, you suck. Yeah, man, right? It's Brie Larson is so stunning and brave. Yes. (laughs) I support the current thing. She is so stunning and brave. Hmm. I am, I am a white male. I'm just guilty of everything immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? like, I sound I like a, a white male. Guy. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm just bad. <laughs> okay, so we're the reason why I'm asking about this, so we're going to get back to some of this in a second here. Uh, so you got this. Is Mountain Man off of this album of yours? What's the title of the album? I haven't figured that out yet because if we have to redo it, I have to call it something else. I'm oh. thinking like the Chronicles of Valhalla is what I'm thinking, or something like that, right? But um, it hasn't been re-released yet. Oh, well, hasn't the been Valhalla released. Valhalla Chronicles. A year ago. It's easier to search. Yeah. Cool. The Chronicles or something like the that. Valhalla I don't, I don't know Chronicles. Yet, but the Valhalla Chronicles. The Valhalla Chronicles. The Valhalla That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. We'll we'll put that in the pile and we'll sort through it later. I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm just I'm just at that point right now, so um, I haven't released it yet. Got to re-record some of the tracks, possibly re-record some of the older stuff, make a a new thing to put onto one of their record labels so it gets a proper release, and then I can go and be be Mr. Pseudo Nano Celebrity Big Shot and say I've done all these wonderful things and uh, and just you know go through the checklist. And be able to play in America. That that's all it is. Um, so don't know what I'm gonna call it yet or anything. All right. I'm really worried about heading back home. After that the amazing introduction, let's listen day. to Mountain Man by
Okay, so yeah. the mountain man must have something to do with your experiences in um, uh, Pattaya, right? No, I'll, I'll tell you really quickly. I'll try to sum this one up as quickly as I can because it's a really long story, okay? So me and my, me and my best friend in high school, we used to do drugs all the time. I didn't know you that in high school. Thing. I know. I made it through. I graduated, too. It was right. fucking amazing. So we fucking did it, right? And we were just doing drugs every fucking day, right? And it would step up and step up. I was really into the stimulants and pot, right? So I was into, like, coke and weed and, like, you know, ecstasy and all those things. He was into doing, like, LSD and mushrooms. And I would do this about once a month. Like, do a, do a fucking acid trip or a shroom trip, like, once a month, which is already pushing it. That's quite a lot. He, yeah, this is not some relaxing one once a, no. once every few years tripper. No, and and this guy would bomb it every day, every day. Okay, from the age of fourteen, okay, from the age of fourteen to like nineteen, right? Like, and, and like your brain's not developed by then. Just so you're on boxed, shrooms right? every day, every day. Shrooms or acid for five years through his adolescence. The dude was like fucking. He's the size of Undertaker. He's like six foot nine, 300 pounds, like a tree. He's, he's my best friend in high school, right? Um, no one ever fucked with me because he could just, you know, break the gut, rip the guy's head off, literally, right? Yeah, one of those guys so, in high school is very useful, yes. Yes, absolutely, especially if you're a little Asian guy. So high school finishes, and he's still fucking himself up really bad. And I've stopped really seeing him every every day because, like, after high school ends, you know, you don't see your friends all the time and shit. That's no. what happens, right? And then eventually yeah. you have no friends. Yeah, that's, that's after <laughs> marriage. That that's... happens there. And then, <laughs> but you know, things things went down, right? And then he decides one day he's going to fucking get naked and walk through the park. Keep in mind, this is a man who's been on LSD for five years. So he's just like, I see nothing wrong with this. He gets naked, walks through the park. There's a school across the street no. from this park. Is this is Vancouver. Not only is he walking across the park now, now he's jerking off because it feels good to be naked outside to this guy. So naturally, the cops come pick his ass up in a couple of minutes because you know it's fucking it's North Vancouver, right? You know you got all the all the rich people that are living there, right? Cops come right away. They throw his naked ass in the car. They don't take him to jail. They take him back home to his dad's house. He's so his naked ass is so embarrassed after the cops tell his dad what happened. He goes upstairs, still on acid, takes the kitchen knife and just cuts himself up. Fucking like in wrist to shoulder fucking cuts himself up because he was angry at himself. He wasn't trying to kill himself right then and there, but he was angry. So he comes downstairs, cops still there. This is like in a matter of a couple of seconds, right? Runs up. Look what I did. Right? Fucking. Holy shit. Right? Fucking Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right? Going, going like this. They fix him up. They call the ambulance. Ambulance drives him right to the fuck. Doesn't drive him right to the hospital. Drives him to the fucking mental ward. Now, at this point, at this point, he's still not totally fucked. He's probably going to have to do some time in the mental ward. He's probably not going to be in that much trouble and everything. He's probably still going to get away with it and shit. He's about 19 years old. They'll probably let him go slap on the wrist. Don't fuck up again, right? 
cops are escorting him. He's not in handcuffs because he's he's arms fucked up. Reaches for the cop's gun. No. Pulls the cop's gun out in front of everybody on camera. Points it at him and says, bang, bang. Drops the gun. Cops kick his ass, right? Whoop his fucking ass. He spends 10 years in the mental ward. One day, one day, he just runs away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he did it. He just runs away. Obviously, they find him. Obviously, they bring him back. And he's been in and out of the system for like since since he was 19 years old. So that would have been fucking 11, 12 years ago now. So that's that's the story of Mountain Man. Amazing. Yes. I did not I did not know I was just assuming that it was allegorical <laughs> that you were no, talking about nah. a mountain man and yeah. Literally I I had made the riff and I was just sitting around and I was on Facebook and and I saw one of his his posts where he's looking retarded because they like lobotomized him and shit. Because <laughs> na- naturally, because that's what happens. Oh yeah. And and I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a good story. I was like, I'm gonna make that into a song because that's that's a good story. That's, what a, actually that's very that. song worthy. Oh my god, yeah. that's nuts. Are you gonna re-record yeah. that one in L.A. or what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. The the the. It's what I want to say is like the the sound is very unique, right? For this album, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. and I can totally tell Heck, that like the the dude is really into his double bass kicks. Absolutely, the guitar yeah, solos are, are <laughs> the guitar solos are are all they're like they're more subdued yeah. on this song than than a lot of your other solos, right? Like the yeah. the solo on this track is a lot. A lot more musical, I would say, as opposed to like, yeah. uh, you know, like Kirk Hammett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Um, yeah. In so, do you believe that we're still in a pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen or know about anybody who's had COVID nineteen except yourself? I've seen people say they have it on like Facebook and shit, but like on a personal level, like, like real friends of mine who I see often. No. Isn't that weird? Um, Me too. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. And now it might be because we have no friends, but there's that, but I I also work in an office. There's that too. Yeah. And like, you know, know. I've just, I've just heard things through other people being like, oh, he got COVID or, or she got COVID, whatever. Have you seen someone um, die in the street and shake and, and... No. Well, yes, but not from COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually like a heroin overdose. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really not really from COVID. No, I've never seen that. Um, in, to, to, to re-answer your question, are we still in a pandemic? In, in the sense of of uh, the world not being fully open, in in that we can't travel to certain places as free as we used to, I believe we're still in a pandemic. In terms of 
is everyone around me getting sick? And that's the reason why we can't travel around. I, I don't really see that. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't see it either. Um, yeah. I, although, although I'm not some nutcase who says it doesn't exist, but I'm also like waiting for like an ambulance to pull up and a bunch of hazmat suits people run out because that's generally what a pandemic is supposed to mean. Oh, bro, I, I was that guy for six months. During the first six months of it being like, oh, it doesn't exist. There's no way. That's bullshit. Oh, Absolutely I was, not. I was very much a total believer. Uh, I was running an AI language program at SoftBank at the time, and a lot of my students were Chinese. And so they would would tell me things like, yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. And I would see all these videos coming out and be like, is that real or not? And then, but after like six months, like I've actually since May 2020, I've been like, it's real, but I don't, as long as I'm like clean and I don't rub up against other people, (laughs) I'm probably okay. That's kind of how I felt about it the entire time. Yeah, but that's how you feel about life in general before COVID. It was like, you know, as long as I, I wash my hands and my face and I and I don't fucking, like, breathe on people. Like in Tokyo, they got the fucking mask everywhere anyways before that happened. Pretty much. That's why it was such a surprise to me, right? And you guys still aren't open. Still. That's the weird thing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gradually going to open. Um, I'm not sure exactly what, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons we don't it's a different podcast, but what do you think about, like, we're both Canadians. Is Canada yes. dumb now? Is Canada like a fake country? I think we've, we've always had that scrutiny since like the beginning of Canada. I mean, they're not a real country anyway. Like, um, I think we've always kind of faced that, but, but now I I feel that, I feel that we're like one of the kids in school who's trying to be the cool kid in school by agreeing to everything that everyone who's in the cool group says. That's how I feel. Like you're just kind of going with what everyone's saying and doing because that's the cool thing to do. It's the safe thing to do. And then you talk to like other, other people in, in our generation who are just having a conversation on the street or even just doing something like we're doing right now. And they're being so careful about what they say to not offend or, or I believe the word they use is trigger the other person that they're talking to. I believe it's a lot of uh, walking on eggshells. The, and I just, I don't like doing that. And I foresee that I'm going to have problems not so much in my professional life because I'll, I'll be able to shut my mouth most of the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but in like social circumstances, like I've seen that a lot, even in bars. After uh, if I go and see my friends' band play, like if, if my band plays, I can say whatever the fuck I want. People will leave me alone. They'll either love me or hate me before the show's over, and it'll be fine. But if I just go as a as a spectator and go watch someone else's band, and I'm having a couple beers afterwards, and I say something loud and say something that might be inappropriate. For example, it is it is illegal to smoke marijuana in Japan, but it is not against the law to fuck a dog. I said that, and that's true. It's uh, I said that in a bar. Yeah, I'm not offended. And this woman, and this, this woman standing at the other end of the bar. Was she a, a local woman or a foreign woman? She was from America. She was a uh, the daughter of a wealthy lawyer 
in uh, in Bangkok who was coming to as just uh, just coming here for vacation. I coming assume. more like not coming. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you know. And, and she was greatly offended by what I said, and, and she demanded that I respect women. And instead of getting into a large argument about this, I was like, you know, we, we could hash out, we could hash this out, and we could talk about how if I need to, uh, that, that I do respect good people, not necessarily men or women, but like, you know, I do respect people. Um, and we could identify that by me explaining the legality of bestiality in another Asian country has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with respect of women and that she is actually help, help um, contributing to an economy based on prostitution in Thailand. That's what she's doing. Right. So technically is that not fucking, um, disrespecting women in the same kind of secondary way that I am right now by simply talking about it. Uh, let's, uh, instead of getting into that, I just said, uh-huh. <laughs> <Right? laughs> and then she fucked off. It was fine. There's really and no, she was doing it. There's no reason to in, engage in it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's zero reason to, to fall into the sirens trap, you know? Yeah, because like all we're going to do is like we're just going to get into this this bullshit cycle, and you're going to regurgitate what you've seen <laughs> and heard on Facebook to me. You're not going to it like by me explaining how I think it and my opinion of this and why it's not a being derogatory towards women by explaining something that. That is actually a fact. It, it is illegal to smoke marijuana in Japan, but it is not against the law to fuck a dog. No, nowhere in there is women said, right? But she's in thinking like sense. fuck a dog means fuck a bitch, and she was making some leap, you know? Perhaps, perhaps. I I don't know. But instead of getting into it and understanding that, I was just going, uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and I foresee that happening a lot. In Canada, back home in Canada, yeah, back home in Canada, um, because we we have always been even more liberal than the liberals in the states, and and by no means am I a political person, right? Like I I don't the only the only like okay, so like the presidential thing with Trump that got me into watching like the presidential debates. I never watched a debate in my life. I just thought it was so fucking funny all the bullshit that he would say and shit, right? And I thought it was hilarious how people would actually support him in doing that. And I thought it was even more hilarious how the people who were against him were so offended by the people that were for him that they would, like, cease friendships, fucking family ties, all the like, people who were losing their jobs all over this stupid shit, right? Yeah. I thought that was... Yeah, like it was psychologically say, fascinating. Like I, 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 yes, viewed, it I, I viewed it as like a a psychological like window of opportunity. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and as you know, as bystanders, bystanders, Canadians, right? Our, our shit was just like you know we're just watching us on the sideline. This is this is good TV. But by no means do I like, you know, do I consider myself an informed person of American politics by no means or or Canadian politics even. Yeah. Um, 
by by no means all. I'm just I'm just watching. Um, so when I say like we're more liberal and shit, I I mean that okay, we we're a lot more anti-gun, pro Brie Larson, <laughs> right? Like yeah, pro Brie Larson people. Okay, so yeah, instead of liberal, we're gonna say pro Brie Larson. That's going to be my, my definition there. Our conservatives are nearly as conservative for the most part as American conservatives can be. That's kind of how I think about yeah. it as well. Okay. So, okay. Like, even Fair even enough. Canadian conservatives for the most part don't they're not coming from like the, the some sort of relative of the Heinz Corporation or a Rothschild's lawyer or something like that, you know? Like they it's a very different animal. They're like farmers and lawyers and car lot owners and stuff like that that just want automobile tariffs to go down so that they can sell more yeah. you know priuses like even conservatives that's that's the big difference you don't really have this giant evangelical movement um and it's a very different but the the, the liberals in, in America and Canada are very similar but the the conservative culture is very different um yeah Wrapping up here, what has the um, response been like in in Vietnam and Thailand to this whole thing? And where do you see it going in the next? Is it opening up? Like in Japan, we're supposed to be opening up a little bit soon. And, and are you back to playing music live and stuff like that, or what? Yeah, I'm doing little acoustic solo shows right now, three times a week, and just paying my paying my bills like that. Um, in Vietnam, and I was waiting just for the American tour to come through. And I got a lot of time to kill for my PTVs of the clear and all this other shit. So I got at least until September to to make everything uh, <clears throat> to to fucking make it over this way until I can go. So um, I see these places opening up a little bit. You know, I'm over here. It didn't cost me five thousand dollars like they were trying to make me pay. Um, but things are still not super free. I can't just fly to Japan and come back without any problems. I have to buy all these visas and do all this different stuff now. There's more hoop jumping. Uh, the the system at the airport is three times longer than it was before. You have to have, like I think it's like five or six different documents now to just fly from Thailand to, to Vietnam. So I would imagine the same thing's going to happen for Japan. I would imagine the same thing's happening for America and Canada. Um, so the red tape is probably thicker. It takes longer to get there. It costs more money. Um, I, I foresee for, for traveling bands a, a hard time ahead of them. Um, it's, it's very difficult right now for for like Canadian and American bands to even do international tours like big ones. Cause think about it. You got to fucking pay, pay X amount for like quarantines and all this other fucking crazy shit that's going down. Right. So, um, I, I think it'll get better. It has to, right? Yeah. I, I see it get, getting a little bit more hyper localized is what I'm kind of seeing and hearing where just kind of like what you were doing before the COVID crisis hit, you would come to Japan and you would make a band out of locals in Japan and then tour in Japan. Yeah. That that might be like 
the way to go for a lot of people. And, you know, cause there's musicians these days with gear and communication methods to make it happen. You don't necessarily need, it'd be great. You know, the, the greatest thing in the world is being in a band and like, we're all friends and we're making money, but that doesn't really happen anymore. Um, but it can happen yeah. by, by branching out and, and, and finding like cells and hubs in these local areas. Yeah, make a living you can you can get by okay right and you, can, and you know if you for sure can have a lot of fun right and you like can make a living and you can get by um it's it's always been kind of a rough rough industry i think there was a pocket of time where like we were either not born or five years old where people were making bank and it was easy um, and then before then and after then it's, it's pretty much where we're at now, which is, it's tough, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. It is a lot um, of fun. Yeah. But that's about it, bro. Like that's, you know, <laughs> the world's, the world will recover in some way. We'll, we will adapt in some way. Um, and the, and we will continue on music will be, will continue being a thing, but like, uh, the form of music that that we enjoy is not necessarily what the current generation of sixteen to twenty two year olds are are listening to. I'm I'm not personally really in touch with that, like the uh, the EDM culture thing, right? That's yeah. uh, a different thing. At, at the same time, there's like you know underground metal bands are doing doing pretty good. They're like playing to five hundred to a thousand people. That's pretty good that's good that's great Um, yeah you're not gonna be able to buy a house with those kind of numbers but you know that's okay you can fucking you can get by do your thing um that's that's my goal to just get by and do my thing and and not have to wake up before 10 30 that's nice that is nice i wake up at 6 a.m when my son starts crawling all over me and then it's a uh it's it's only uphill from there. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's like that's a and at the early age they're they're up really early. Isn't that weird? And then when you when you're really really old, you're up really early. Yeah. But it's only then. Yeah. Right? Every other time you're just like, "Get let me sleep in a little bit here, bros. I need some sleep." Yeah. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to be up at six forty two in the morning. That's the, even how that's old is he now? He's about a year and a half old and. Uh, so you had him during the pandemic. Get this, my company, <laughs> my company at the beginning. I don't yeah. know what happened. It could have been me. It could have been them, or it could have just been whatever. But uh, SoftBank, I've been there for like five years, six years, which is probably four, five years, which is what most people there are there for. SoftBank. Um, the pandemic hit and I was a teacher there. They didn't really need it at the time. And I think they, they cut me loose. So okay. I was cut loose from, no, no, no. It's, it was a business contract, not a friend's contract. I don't care. Okay. I learned a lot when All I was right. there. I had my own personal office on the 22nd and 23rd floor of a giant Bishop. Japanese corporation overlooking Tokyo Bay it, it, with my own TV, Fantastic. nobody told me what to do for five fucking years in that place, and I nailed it. Great. So good for me, good uh, for them. But uh, I had a pregnant wife. I was unemployed. 
in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. And I was a foreigner in Tokyo, not knowing yeah. what, what type of options were available to me. But I yeah. just, at that time, I knew, I knew I should just play it cool. You know, like I didn't want to panic. I didn't want to shut and scream. I just knew that like an opportunity would arise if you just played your cards right. And in that time, you just kind of got to wait. You know, you, you don't want to be a big mover and a shaker in the middle of a pandemic, but there's still businesses going on and people need to operate. Maybe I'd have some skills that could help them out with that. So I really just tried to, um, yeah, play it cool, wait. And then also like, I don't want to be a bitch, you know, like I don't want to be like some, my, my son is coming. I got a wife. I don't yeah. want to be a bitch. I don't want to be a bitch. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> so I just played it cool and waited for an opportunity to come. It came and I'm glad it did. So doing okay there on that front. Um, being How immediate, long did that take? It took about three or four months. But I was I was also getting paid a stipend to by 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 an agency. Okay. So they're, they're getting by. Hmm. Okay. I was fine. And then you had him. And then you had the boy. Yeah, I had a kid. He came out all right. Um, he's been he's been great. Yeah, I love my little, little uh, love Raymond. He's he's a fan. I don't really see photos of him on here. Did did you you don't post them on here? No, nah, I really don't uh, because I because of the you know I studied uh, AI for five years at yeah. <clears throat> at a telecommunications company in Tokyo. I realized yeah. that. Um, they harvest the, the amount of data harvesting going on right now in terms of personal data is really oh, no, crazy. nefarious. So I just try yeah. to put my, um, <clears throat> I just put like memes and, and news articles up and try to get some yeah, engagement going on. But I don't really post like pictures of me going out and doing stuff at all anymore and any social media unless in the music, in, 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 once I start doing more publishing more music or getting back into live performances. I'm building up a home studio right now. So that's yeah, yeah. not really like a live moment in my life. Yeah, I, I, would I don't post see that. any photos of the boy at all. I would have been, you would have been getting like the love photos and all that. Oh, there's one. I got one of them. Yeah. And that's probably that's from you, about huh? a year ago. That's a Japanese you July 5th, 2021. That was yeah. the last one. So yeah. I've, I've Most posted... guys would be like every day being a big like whore. And be like, look at my fucking baby now, right? No, not you. No, I don't. No. I, I I know how they operate. They're not cool. Yeah. Um, it's no. great for when you when you use it for something like, you know, like uh, your own advertising platform or to get the reach out or something like that. But in terms of uh, putting my like putting putting everything about me on there, I I don't do it. Whoa. That's your best photo. Thanks, dude. That's your best photo. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you just showed me a picture. That is a woman of a. That's a picture of a woman who's a junkie on a New York City subway that has a rat eating the vomit out of her mouth on it. That is just the coolest thing ever. I commented and pressed love. Oh, thank you. Thank you for checking out my Facebook page. Oh no worries at all. I scan it periodically as. Mine is just so bullshit, it's not even funny, right? Like, I used to use it as an outlet for comedy, and I would post really funny things that I thought were funny. And, and then during the, uh, the whole, I'm, let's call it the feminization of uh, the, Western, the Western world, um, I learned that I had to stop doing that if I was going to put my music on the same page. 
Yeah, everything's become like that. Uh, you have to be yeah. hyper focused on one thing. Like, I am the Thailand metal guy. I, that's all yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's all you can put up there. If you put up like you know, I'd, I'd write little funny things, right, about how I like the the girl that I was staying with in Japan peed in my shower, and I thought that was kind of fucked up, and I just wrote this long thing about that. And some people who were friends of mine or share the same kind of humor that we do, they would be, ha ha, that's funny. And then there would be other people who were like, okay, well unfriend him because he said P girl. And I'm, and now I'm offended by him. Right. And like, that was just it. So I'm ready to cut all those people out. Like moving forward with the rest of my life, I'm ready yeah. to just like enjoy the ship that's sailing, you know, like, like, uh, yeah. all, like all of the Japanese people that moved to North Korea in the 1960s and 70s thinking there was a Insane. communist utopia yeah. waiting for them. Yeah. Sweet travels, my fair weather friends. Goodbye. See you later. Yeah. I'm really yeah. not interested. And, and, you know, moving Damn, forward, cool. even even working like 10 years ago, I would be working with conservatives and liberals and all these like creative side projects I'd be doing. These days, I openly say like, okay, I'll interview um, liberal types, but I'm not going to work with them in my in my in my spare time because too often the times their lives are messy. They're too easily offended. Um, And they sometimes have really good networks, but their networks of people are also very fluid. They're just coming and going. And so, I don't know. I I eventually just hit, hit the ax on all that and said, I don't care if I'm a little lonelier than I used to be. I just don't need to hear people bitch about Trump for 30 hours a day so that they can come to a show of mine a few times a year, you know, like, yeah, yeah into it. see yeah. you later guys. Bye. Yeah, I'll I build up know, my own right? studio with blackjack and hookers. I, I think that's ballsy. I fucking, I commend that. That is a ballsy move. I'm not allowed to do it. No, I have a job. I have a day job. So you're relying, yeah. you're relying on the gen pop for, 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 have, for entertainment be, purposes. Be, be neutral and just fucking put your shit out. Right. If you see something like that's obviously like way over line, like like the the Russia Putin fucking Ukraine thing, right? Then like okay, you can Putin's an asshole. Now now you can make a statement. Ah uh, yes. The only way to solve gun violence in America is to send all of the weapons to Ukraine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I I like I like Chris Rock's uh, philosophy on that. As they just make one bullet. Make every bullet five thousand dollars, and no one will shoot each other anymore. <laughs> if you really want to shoot that fucker, it's going to cost you five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? like, yeah, you'll think twice. You don't want to waste five bro. five grand. Oh, you could buy a nice pair of sneakers. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yeah, hot dog. Where can people find you? I got I got a website. I got yetivalhalla.com. I got Facebook. Just type in Yeti Jams. Instagram is Yeti Valhalla. TikTok is Yeti Valhalla, even though I'm terrible on, on it. I suck at TikTok. I'm not good at TikTok um, either. No, I don't get it. I don't like it's, I'm not gonna dance in front of there. I'm not I'm I'm not your monkey, you fucker, right? Um and I think that's it. And then on YouTube, Yeti Valhalla, you just type that shit in. Um, and I am there. 
And we will be, next big thing is going to be integrating into the States and possibly getting shot and having a good time. You can always live in a homeless encampment for free. Yes, absolutely. You can there. Nice ones. There's beaches. (laughs) Yes, waterfront (laughs) property awaits. Yeah. Yes, dig a little hole, right? Fucking get some garbage bags. That's right. That's a nice little fucking place. That's that's fucking rad. Good. Yeah, Yeah, get stabbed with a syringe (laughs) for my hole with garbage bags. It's a real L.A. experience. Absolutely. That's that's what it's going to be. So we'll do, we'll do that and everything. I wish you guys the best too. I hope I can get over there, you know, like when it opens. I don't I don't know when the fuck that's going to be. Um, the next time you 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 get in here, I we could do some recording. By the way, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, fuck yeah, could be good. I got, yeah. got a fucking whole bunch of shit in the can. It doesn't it doesn't need it doesn't need that shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there, there's some other stuff that, that I want to get done that that needs and not like uh not one of those guys yeah. it was so weird this album was so specifically i need this guy i just need that guy for this one album and then uh and after that it's like it's back to the other shit yeah so yeah bro. all right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so thanks thanks for having me on bro i hope to hope to see you again yeah you too let's keep doing this Please i'm gonna go. make one of these one of these shows too what what what's one of these shows? A podcast? I want to make one of these. I want to make one of these like like a podcast thing, but like I want to do it with the video. I want to do the whole setup and shit. Yeah. I want to let's see if I can do that. I'm gonna figure that shit out. Should be. And I want to have kid. you on. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. I'm always on. available. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. Fucking a. All right. You've heard it here. The Japan Wood Podcast coming at you. From the armpit of Asia, Shinjuku, Tokyo, Matthew P. and Bigelow.com, or wherever you find your streaming needs, that's where we'll be. Until next time, folks, remember, opportunism is everywhere, and you can't trust anyone.